Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. And this week, we're concluding our Iron Edda adventure. One more big thanks to Jeff Stormer from the Party of One and All My Fantasy Children podcasts for being our guest editor on this series. Before we get to today's episode, I wanted to take a quick moment and let you know that One Shot is currently participating in the World Builders End of Year Drive. For those that don't know, World Builders is a geeky charity run by friend of the show Patrick Rothfuss. They reach out to communities such as ours to raise money for charities all over the world. And the End of the Year Drive is supporting Heifer International which is a charity that seeks to combat extreme poverty by connecting people with education and resources. Money donated to the drive is going to do things like get people livestock, providing them with ongoing assets instead of one-time support, and help pay for education to people who lack access to it. To support this drive, the OneShot Network is offering our listeners goodies as incentives. If you head over to bit.ly osnworldbuilders, or fundraise.worldbuilders.org slash one-shot, you'll be able to find our fundraising page, where you can see the unbelievable amount of things we have already unlocked. Thanks to the generous heroes who gave to this drive already, OneShot has raised over $10,000 to support Heifer. And in return, we are offering at least three additional episodes of our Skyjack spin-off series, Skyjack's Courier's Call, Pat Rothfuss has agreed to guest on the Neo Scum podcast. And actually, just a few moments ago, as of this recording, we hit our $10,000 goal, which is previewing the cover of the Skyjack soundtrack, which you will be able to find right on our fundraising page. And there are still more goodies to unlock, like a Pat Rothfuss appearance on the campaign Skyjacks podcast. But folks, that's not the only exciting thing that's coming out of this drive. Those are just the things for our network. You see, Pat and I put our heads together and thought about what could really motivate people to give to this drive. If you're like me, you're a fan of the King Killer Chronicles, and you desperately want more of that story to know more about that world. Pat and I thought it would be fun if we played an actual play set in the King Killer universe. And if you support the World Builders End of Year Drive, we'll give it to you. Now, there are a lot of things that a King Killer one-shot could mean. A lot of different places we could go, people that we could investigate, even time periods that we could look at. I'm sure you want to know more about that, and so do I, which is why today, Monday, December 9th, from 2 to 4 p.m., Pat and I are going to be streaming a discussion about it. We'll be talking through things like what role-playing system should we choose to play? What story are we interested in investigating? I think we'll also be announcing the funding level that the end-of-year drive needs to hit in order for you to unlock this. So, if you're a fan of OneShot, if you're a fan of World Builders, if you're a fan of the King Killer Chronicles, shout about the World Builders end-of-year drive from the hilltops. Get the word out there because we're doing some really cool stuff in order to support a really good cause. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. With all of that out of the way... Let's get to the show. We just figured out that brand new baby armor. All we have to do is uh, put some boner killer juice in there and the teens will go wild. It'll be a wild uh, press success. He goes through the doors. All right, teens, (laughs) let's get you into some armor. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. I think that's going to be the whole of your action. We'll, 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 I'll figure out a mechanical yeah. way to have this. I, I want to oh, become yeah. indebted to the team. Oh, excellent. Nice. Ooh, aren't yeah. we Wonderful. All right. Uh, how many boxes do you want to mark? I am going to do a two-box mark, which is three indebted. Right. So, yeah, three boxes of indebted. I think that is enough of uh, a favor owed to the teens to ask them to risk their lives on the cusp of adulthood uh, to fight in defense of the whole fast. Sure. I, I feel like it doesn't take much to convince a teen to get into, like, some fancy armor suit and show off. In some way, but I am having them attack Balbadon. What? Which, yeah, because Balbadon's, you know, bad for the community. The, the real menace and, and really, Yeah, like the dwarves will stop oh, attacking God. us when we stop housing Balbadon. Balbadon's going to start just killing teens now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, Oops. Which Oops. I, I, like, I don't know how Suckdar fears, feels about Balbadon. Um, yeah, quick aside, Suck, Suckdar <laughs> is the bully, uh, uh, and what was, Scooby was... Scooby? Scooby, yeah. Scooby and Suckdar, yeah, Scooby's your friend, Suckdar Scooby's your friend. is the bully. Is Suckdar sort of like the Flash Gordon, I think, Balbadon's super cool? Yeah, that's really what lame. I was... Flash Thompson. Flash yeah. Thompson, sorry. Flash Gordon is a cosmic hero. Yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that's a fun mechanic, yeah, I like that, yeah. or just a relationship. Yeah. yeah, so, okay, so, yeah, Suckdar is having to fight his hero, mm. which, who, who knows how that... Does, does Scooby know your true identity, or is Scooby still in the dark? Let's say that Zarmak thinks of Scooby as his best friend, but really Scooby thinks of Zarmak as an acquaintance and like a weird orphan. It's kind of a one-sided thing. They really, the fact that they locked him out of... Sasuke to your Naruto. Yeah, yeah. They could have let him into the lock-in, but Scooby was actually the one who said to... That's okay. He's on the outside. It gets weird. He didn't even pick a clan. I'm going to be a horse. (laughs) I love to vape. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so Scooby Scooby's also in, in a mech, and I guess is more interested in in doing what the community wants of them, which might mean you know fighting Balbadon. Okay, uh, so describe to me uh, the boner killer armor. Like, what is what is your vision for this? What um, is- well, I I think they're like little suits of armor uh, that. <sighs> I mean, they're, they're taking advantage, really. This is like a Liz's character's creation, so I don't want to... We said it was leather armor, mm-hmm. but if we're trying to make them super warriors, I think they're probably infused with ancient versions of, like, super soldier armor or, like, the like those suits that help you punch harder, like Elysium-style, mm. whatever yeah. Those, oh, yeah. those suits are. Mm-hmm. So they're just... Infused with exoskeleton, like runes or something. Yeah, they, 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 yes. and they're and they're inscribed with runes of power. Runes that make you powerful. Okay, yeah. uh, so let's let's have a roll. I'm I'm gonna ask actually uh, Asta, Sigrid, and uh, Jormal to all uh, roll real quick. I'm gonna take your. I'm going to roll plus a modifier. I'm gonna take all of your rolls and combine them together because I don't want to have. Uh, the, the the kids be like NPCs with stress boxes because I, I I'm not like interested in in describing the deaths of teens. No. So we're going to treat them as a big aspect as uh, with fate points on it that you can use as mm. invocations. That way we can abstract like them. They're always bit. usable but never in danger. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Boner so. killer teens. Uh, I got three minuses and a plus. Okay. Uh, what approach would you have been using to? 
to, to in the creation, it probably would have yeah. been focus. Okay, so add your focus to that and, and tell me what the total number is. Zero? Okay, zero. so zero from uh, from Jormal. Uh, Sigurd, what'd you get? I got an extraordinarily bad roll of minus two. I think I'm going to be using Guile, which is at a three. Okay. Uh, so I th- that gives me a result of one. I think Sigrid has a plan that maybe even would have worked, but he's decided to cut a lot of corners mm-hmm. in order to get there. Okay. All right, and uh, what did you get, Asta? Uh, I got a minus one of dice, and I think Asta would have been using her force, just like, no, kids, come on, mm-hmm. do this, uh, and like really pushing them a bunch. Uh, and my force is my best dad, a plus three, uh, so that's a two. A two. So we have a two and a one. Uh, I rolled a net of uh, zero, so you have a total of three, which is actually uh, success with style. In this case, even mm-hmm. across all the things. At convincing um, the teens to... At, at convincing the teens and, and just how effective the, the boner killer armor actually is. Uh, so I am going to write this aspect. And uh, if you would have asked me this morning if I was going to be writing an aspect... Boner killer teens? That said boner killer teens. I, I don't know if I would have even had you a response for you. You don't know us at all, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you don't um, know me. <laughs> Uh, so You're not my real dad. <laughs> I'm going to put this. This is a, it's a sort of a public resource. It's out here in the middle. A successful style gives you two invocations. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there is now an aspect called Boner Killer Teens uh, that is on there. Anytime you want to use those fate points, those invokes, you can do so as long as you fictionally in- use the Boner Killer Teens as part of the action that you're taking. Mm-hmm. As well, you can add more invocations to that by taking actions which bolster the Boner Killer Teens. So they, they are a, a commutable community resource of boner killer teens. Great. Yeah, nice. Can Wonderful. Zarmac use them? Yes. Here is the, uh, here's the thing. We have sort of this relational dynamic going on with them wherein Suckdar does not want to attack the Bone Bonded because he thinks the Bone Bonded is really cool and Scooby is going to follow what the community says. So as long as you appeal to Suckdar, oh, you I can hate, use those resources, that. right? <laughs> and as long as uh, Sigurd or whomever else mm-hmm. appeals to Scooby to get them to attack the Bone Bonded, that it can go both ways. They can be used by both sides cool. uh, for, for that. Or we could kill dwarves with them. Also <laughs> that, speaking of which, there are, a problem. there are still two more combatants who have not yet gone this round, and as there are no other heroes to go, they just get to act. Oop. Uh, so the, uh, this is the thing about just passing it to each other all in a row. (laughs) The dwarven automaton that you, uh, did do a punch to Mm -hmm. finishes rising up out of the ground and, uh, it is, uh, it's on the damage side of things. You did Mm -hmm. some, some, some harm to it, but it is going to, uh, swing a purple flamed fist directly at you, uh, Asta. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is human scale, so it does not get any extras on this. Um, it does roll at a plus two because it is skilled at wreaking havoc. Cool. Uh, how are you going to defend? Uh, I think uh, Asta is going to de- defend by uh, trying to jump and just like dodge out of the way with haste. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> and I just grabbed these up because I forgot to mention I also get fate points. One for each of you in the conflict. Oh. Mm-hmm. Spicy. Uh, I have a total of plus one right now. What did you get? I have a total of plus three. Oh, all right. So uh, describe you hastily getting out of the way. Yeah. Um, Asta just like scrambles quickly. Um, 
as she uh, like kicks up this like ash and burning uh, like grass and things mm-hmm. from when she superhero landed. Yeah. Uh, uh, to cover for her escape. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. You you definitely dodge out of the way. Um, you actually have a boost on this thing because Ooh, nice. you succeeded uh, with style. So. Um, you have a temporary uh, plus two bonus. We're just going to call this destroyer off balance. Uh, if cool. you uh, don't use that by the time your next turn comes around, it goes poof. Awesome. The last party to go in this conflict, you all feel the ground uh, rumble beneath you. Uh, and right in the middle of the Golden Hall, uh, the Boner Killer teens have been outfitted. The press corps is uh, furiously taking notes about how stylish they look. And a massive metal fist breaks through the floor. No. What part of the Golden Hall would Sigrid least like to have destroyed by the There's presence a of a destroyer? huge mosaic of his face on the floor of the Great Hall. Uh, and that is exactly where the destroyer uh, rises up into the ground because mm-hmm. why would it be anything else? Mm-hmm. This thing is gigantic. They rise 50 feet tall when they stand. Uh, how? What's the roof like on this Great Hall? How tall is it? It's ostentatious and big. Yeah, it's 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 big. Uh, I I want to say like thirty feet, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so as the destroyer is is rising up, its head is going to break through the ceiling. There is a moment where you, in your horror at the destruction of your mosaic, see it, and every Dwarven destroyer bears its name etched in glowing runes on its lower jaw. Mm-hmm. What is the name of this destroyer? It just happens to be Balbadon. Uh, <laughs> what? What are the chances? Can we also say that there's another mosaic of Sigrid's face on the, the ceiling? ceiling yes. 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 Like first there were twice. Looking they, were like, they were locking Come. eyes. Yeah. It's, it's like the happy and sad masks, like looking at each other. But they're both just like uh, happy or something. Yeah. I'll meet you at the Jarl's faces. <laughs> the Jarl's faces? Yes, it, it's a phrase oft uttered in this holdfast. Mm. Um, so its name is also Balbadon. They're working for Balbadon. It was just a popular name back in the time that giants were and around. Yeah, it's like yeah. more for like Jim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're both Jason. called. Yeah, they're both called Jim. I mean, how but, confusing and wonderful. <laughs> Battle of the Belpadons. Yes. I would I would actually like to uh uh oh no, I guess it's not possible to react like that. Uh I'll save it. Okay. Save it. Um, save it, Jane. So the destroyer uh rises up out of the ground and there's a dwarf inside of this thing somewhere, right? No one knows exactly where they're housed. Every dwarf sort of pilots it from a different place. That way uh humans can't scale them and pop the can and just kill them that easily. You don't know where the brain is. Exactly. So there's this shuddering moment where the destroyer sort of stops and its head is now crested the outer wall of this this building and it sort of turns and you're not sure what it's looking at and then a a mighty fist with purple fire coming from all of the joints begins to glow and it plunges toward Balbadon. Oh no. Uh, how would you like to defend? Can I take my hoop and stick and make a grab them both to make like a, a ward or something? Yeah, or like a totally. Block? Uh, what approach are you using to do that? I'm gonna use I'm gonna use force. I'm gonna meet I'm gonna meet force with force. Okay. Uh, so the the dwarven destroyer is going to mark three boxes of a condition it has called channel energy. It's basically taking its power source and charging up its fist with it. So it's hitting extra hard. 
Okay. Uh, so it gets a plus two for each box that it checks. Holy. So it is currently going to be rolling against you at a plus 10. Oh, no. Welcome Can I use a stunt? What stunt? Uh, would it be possible to reshape the bones and kind of like a willow tree bend but not break? Uh, if you want to spend your fate point uh, I got to, one do, more. to do that, then I will allow you to avoid this massive attack by reshaping the bones. Oh, well, that actually sounds cool. Is that is that is that worth it to you? Yeah, totally. Okay. I'll spend my last fate point. All right. Uh, so what, what shape do you take as this, this mighty purple magic fist comes plummeting down toward you? Okay. So let's say first Balbanon 1 takes his uh, his hoop and his stick and mm-hmm. tries to, like, make a shield, but then reassesses when they see how fast it's coming mm-hmm. and then quickly recontorts their bones to be the shape of the hoop uh, and creates kind of like a circle that the fist goes through, passing harmlessly. Just passes straight through. Okay, so the fist does plummet into the ground with mighty force. If you thought the ground shaking when this thing emerged was strong, this is like earthquake levels. Uh so I need uh, everyone to uh, roll with either – yeah, it's got to be haste to try and keep your balance and the difficulties of four. Uh, anyone who does not meet that difficulty will have the uh, aspect placed upon them of prone. So we'll – Should I do this as well even though I'm outside the building? Yes. This is cool. affecting the whole zone. Mm-hmm. So versus like minus four? Uh, so you, you're trying to beat a four total with okay, your haste. I did not. Okay. With haste? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I didn't either. Okay. Actually. Damn, three. I have a two. Can I use my boost to use the off-balance Dwarven guy to just, like, steady myself on him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, pass me uh, your token for the boost there. Mm-hmm. And um, you tied, so someone's going to have a boost against you because you're sort of off-balance a little bit. Not prone, though. Sweet. Cool. I got a three. You got a three. Okay. Uh, do you want to succeed at a cost? Sure. Uh, you can mark a stress box, and uh, that will give you – you're going to take a little bit of damage, basically, but you, like, maintain your positioning. As by, a hoop. As a hoop. As a giant hoop. Yes, as a giant hoop. You 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 literally roll with the punch. Oh, I use my, my hoop and stick skills yes. to, uh, to keep, stay, keep it balanced, stay exactly. rolling. And Sigrid, how did you do? Uh, I, have, I have fallen. Okay, you have fallen. Excellent. Uh, so all that prone means is it's a thing that's true until it's not anymore. So when you take a moment to stand up, you're no longer prone. Uh, if something gets to act against you before you stand up, they have a boost against you. Gotcha. So uh, that is the end of the initiative round. The Dwarven Destroyer, do I be mean and just have it go again? Yeah, do it. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Crush us. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the Dwarven Destroyer is going to act again, uh, and it was not pleased with this whole hoop and stick situation. This it re- nonsense. It, it really would have liked to just punch you. Yeah, I uh, bet, and, yeah. and you were just out of the way. So it is instead going to attempt to grab a hold of the bone hoop. What a bastard. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it is doing that uh, very stylishly. Like, there's a lot of flames coming up, and it's obviously putting a lot of effort into this, so it's rolling at a plus three. I think we even have similar colored flames, yeah. which just makes the whole two Balbadon thing like even more confusing. Yeah. It's magenta versus purple. Mm-hmm. It's dark. It's kind of hard to... 
Yeah. Yeah, so, and they're but they're metal and I'm bone. Yes. Bony. That's right. Okay, cool. What approach are you gonna use to try and get out of the way of this? Um oh damn, I'm like, how do I use force again? <laughs> uh I will use intellect. Okay. Uh and I when you play with your hoop and stick, you don't grab the hoop you use your stick sticks are are better they're, at, the, they're the best propulsion device why would you use a hand yeah you why would use a stick so i'll try to i literally have no idea how i'm gonna do this uh i'll try to roll with the 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 punch uh okay. and try to get, get, create a slippery surface for this hand slippery. okay there's Balbadon playing with oh, one of those no. newfangled hoop and sticks. <laughs> they teach kids violence. Everyone yeah. knows that. We're not listening to you. We <laughs> fell. I got a. I got a negative. Uh, a negative. My negative butt. two. Oh, negative two. Okay. So oh, uh, oh, the no. giant, the bo- or the destroyer has you by five shifts. Uh-oh. Uh oh. That's a lot. Uh, you, this is not something designed to deal damage to you. It's attempting to grab a hold of you so it can summarily throw you. Okay, well, that's great. I have them right where I want them. Okay, so you're, so you're going to choose to fail the roll. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. failing. You now have the aspect on you grabbed. I've been grabbed. The, and, yeah, and the, and the giant just has hold of you. It has a really tight grip. Like, I think the place where the, the uh, destroyer's hand is is right around where the rib cage is in this new configuration, wherever you physically are. And like, it's real close. Like you can feel the, the, the way that you feel what the bones feel is imagine you have a limb that's numb and someone's pressing on it. You're aware of the pressure, but you can't feel all of it. And yeah. It's just like around you. And I have, I have them right where I want them. So okay. they fell right into my trap. Wonderful. Um, there is a boost against you uh, called tight grip. So they get a plus two to use. So I'm grabbed and they get tight grip, whatever this is? Yeah. Basically, they, they just get a temporary because five shifts is a lot. Okay. But they're going to choose you to go next. Wow. So what do you do? Great. Uh, I would love to explode. I would love to... <laughs> shatter the bones. Shatter the bones. Bone how, how far away am I from all of the civilians? Not. They're all in the same zone. So every, this, this would affect pretty much everybody, unless they're prone. We are mostly prone. Mostly yeah, prone. All yeah. the civilians basically fell down. Yeah, that's true. So most of the civilians are prone. Uh, I think that it, uh, Asta is going to have to defend against this. So will the destroyer, and so will the uh, automaton. Sure. So. Oh. Uh, so wait, the prone people are they safe? Yeah. Because they're we fell down. Yeah, yeah they're going to be down. under the explosion. Uh huh. Oh, amazing! I'm yeah. like, I, I thought because yeah, you're them, kind of, you're kind of up in the air. I so. thought them being prone would uh, mean that they would like automatically die or something. <laughs> no, no, no. Fictional, <laughs> fictional things work both ways. So, okay, great. Yeah, yeah then in that ha- case. They're ducking and covering. So uh, please uh, read Shatter the Bones uh, to everyone. Okay, so one of the bone bonded's uh, additional stunts is Shatter the Bones. Mark the doomed condition. You send your, that seems bad. You, <laughs> you send your giant's bones out from you in a massive explosion, as one does, attacking all opponents in the same zone as you. This attack happens at giant scale with a rating of great plus four. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and mark doomed. Uh, what that means for your character uh, in peril and doomed are conditions that pretty much everyone at this table has. You can mark them to uh, absorb incoming stress if you would be taken out of a conflict. If the doomed condition is marked, that means that fictionally speaking, 
you are in such a perilous place that death is on the table for your character if they're taken out of a conflict. Wow, I feel like I really just escalated this. Uh, <laughs> oopsie, oopsie. <laughs> you did. Uh, but you know what? I don't know life anything. That's so. right. You, here, take one of those. Uh, that, that's called a self-compel. Cool. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you, you, did, you did the thing. So you're going to roll your dice uh, plus four. Plus and four, and I'm going to use, do I use an you approach? Don't use, you don't use it, the, the, the explosion is the approach. Okay, cool. In this instance. So, Balbadon one, as they're gripped by this uh, other Balbadon, just goes, you fool, <laughs> I have you right where I want you. And he, oh, that's like, I'm going to spend this to re-roll. Uh, what aspect are you going to invoke? Oh, you got to invoke uh, aspect? Oh, yeah. uh, let's see. What was Balbadon's aspect? Oh yeah, yeah. Balbadon's aspect concept. Uh, is giant, giant ego, giant, giant egg, egg, giant appetite. Yeah. Balbadon knows that this explosion is not going to sate his mad appetite, and Wonderful. needs an even larger one, like an egg exploding when thrown <laughs> against a school teacher's house. Awesome. Uh, uh, go ahead and reroll those dice. Do I reroll all, all of them? All of them. Yep. Oh, oh, damn. Pool. Egg your teacher's house. <laughs> egg it. Oh, buddy. Oh, uh, it's worse. It's uh, tough time. So yeah. I rolled worse, or maybe this, this was the same. So negative two, so... What's your total? Two. Uh, my total was minus two. Yes! So, uh, uh, I'm going to use that tight grip boost that I had to just make it uh, a difference of two instead of a difference of four. You uh, don't have to, though. I, I'm going to choose to. Okay. Because uh, otherwise it's going to go away and I won't get... But this is a, a massive thing that does free you from... Uh, the giant's grip. Please describe what this fictionally looks like. You're dealing two shifts of stress uh, to the the destroyer, which is good. Like you're you're hitting it for something. And just least. a question before I describe this: Shatter yeah. the bones. Does this essentially blow up my Balbadon? It does, and uh, I Balbadon is not unsummoned because of this. But the explosion did happen. The bones did fly away, and your body still limbed in magenta fire goes someplace. I would like you to describe all of those things. Ah. And then you can describe the recollecting on your next turn or if you feel fictionally appropriate now. Okay, great. So Balbadon and Zarmak are in circular hoop form, uh, gripped by like a, like an arrow bee. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and they're, they're gripped by Balbadon too. Zarmak is like, let's do it again. And the circle gets super, super, it like turns black. Mm-hmm. Uh, right before and like constricts, mm-hmm. which is fine because uh, Balbadon Two is holding on to it, and then it like the rest of it gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it's like it, a set of brass knuckles almost. <laughs> yeah, and then it, it's like totally constricted around this uh, dwarf giant's fist, and then mm-hmm. it explodes outwards. And there's like bone shrapnel flying everywhere, um, uh, flames going. Some of the some of the Bone shrapnel, like it's caught in the dwarf's like grill and face, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they recoil and release um, in fear. And well, the hand explodes. You take its right hand. Oh, amazing! And Zarmak, uh, Zarmak disappears. Hey heroes, it's James, your Game Master. Let's get started with a radvertisement. This one comes to us from Vigor Into the Dust on Kickstarter Now. Vigor Into the Dust is a character-forward role-playing game set in a world on the brink. 
Leverage your force of characters to fight the corruption and rise against the hierarchy. Even carve out some small enclave of the fabled world before, packed with over 24 pages of graphic novel vignettes and a striking ink and watercolor inspired design, Vigor Into the Dust should inspire your next tale of survival, community, and revolution. Vigor is already fully funded and working towards stretch goals. You can back Vigor Into the Dust by Stitchcraft Press right now. But hurry, the campaign ends on December 12th. There are only a few days left to get your pledge in. A huge thanks to Stitchcraft Games for sponsoring this episode. With the holidays coming up, it's time to start looking for presents to get your friends. And if there's someone in your life who loves RPGs and actual play, like shows on the OneShot Network, Critical Role, The Adventure Zone, or any of the other hundreds of amazing shows out there, consider getting them a copy of the Ultimate RPG Gameplay Guide. In my new book, I tried to break down the process of running the kind of narrative games you hear on podcasts and watch on streams. It was written for both players and GMs, so it's a perfect fit for anyone who enjoys a story-driven game. You can find an online or brick-and-mortar retailer by heading to bit.ly slash RPG Gameplay. Or, if you already have a copy, you can leave an Amazon review by going to bit.ly slash Ultimate Gameplay. I am extremely jazzed about the prospect of one of my books being a holiday gift, so please share the love with your friends. Before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick moment to thank some of our backers on Patreon. Dylan Buys, thank you so much. Amy Hostetler, thank you so much, Amy. Katherine Jackson, thank you very much. Casey Cookson, thank you. Jules Cunningham, thank you very much. Toby Springer, thank you so much. Marcus Hilarious, uh, I really hope that's your name. <laughs> thank you very much, Marcus. Ellis M. Reunion. Thank you. Kurdevant. I think that's how I would pronounce that. Thank you very much. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We would not be able to make these shows without you. And with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Zarmak reappears in Balbadon's house, which is this like place. I, I don't know if this is cool or, or whatever, I'm, but run with it. Let's see where we go. Uh, in Balbadon's house, which is kind of like this metaphysical space, uh, this is where Zarmak and Balbadon meet in dire circumstances. Sure. And Balbadon has this kind of like spiritual place where he lives and he eats eggs and he's got all these chickens. Uh, might you say that this would be his mind palace? This would be, yeah, this would be <laughs> his mind palace or his uh, black lodge or what have you. And Zarmak is there and Zarmak is super tiny mm -hmm. sitting at this table. Uh, it's because a giant's a giant's house. Uh, Balbadon's lover is there, uh, mm -hmm. Gorbadon, uh, and they're in, in the kitchen preparing these eggs for them. And there's a big uh, – Gorbadon brings this egg platter and Balbadon is there and he's like, eat, eat and regrow. Zarmak uh, is like, um, Balbadon, when, 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 we, when I go back, um, do you think maybe you can – just like leave me alone for a while because I, I don't I don't know how often I can do these big fights. Um, 
I, I, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really sign up for this and I, it really hurts. Life is pain. If you can't accept that, then perhaps it's time for me to find someone who can. Is that like an option? <laughs> because I didn't get the orientation on, on this. If there is one thing that Balbadon believes in, it is consent. <laughs> well, well, cool. I mean, Do, like, yeah. I have if, if given like you a, time. Is this not what you want? Uh, I mean, I get that, like, the community needs, needs like, a protector and stuff. Um, but I would like to, I would like to, you know, kind of figure this out on my own. So, so Balbadon actually looks over, what'd you say his partner's name is? Gorbadon. Gorbadon. Looks over to Gorbadon and who you thought was Gorbadon is not actually a, a, a giant. You look and you see your grandmother standing there. <gasps> Mima. And... What are you doing in Balbadon's house? <laughs> the only reason you can do this is because of me. I had hoped you would grow into this destiny. I see now that is not the case. And that's not a failing on your part. It's just something that is. Do you want free of this? Am I, is, am I like disappointing you? Uh... The only way would you disappoint me is if you choose to not finding your own path. Um, whoa, this is like so heavy. I... I feel like I give Balbadon a hard time sometimes because Balbadon gives me a hard time. But come to think of it, like, yeah, I want, I want freaking out. This, this is like, I, this is too much. So be it. And she reaches her finger out, and it looks like she's plucking something, almost like a like a harp string. And you feel this vibration run through your entire body. Hand me your character sheet, please. What the hell? Ooh. Oh, my God. And you give me the new one of uh, Dumbass Teen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> little boy. Little baby boy. Your uh, aspects and your approaches all remain the same. Uh-huh. But your destiny has changed. Whoa. Wow. Oh, I'm a farmer now. Yay! 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 Wow. Um, fart farmer. What if I don't like being a farmer? God. Uh, Talk to your Mima again. Um, when, yeah. Uh, the vibrations can continue, and you, like, close your eyes to try and, like, hold on to the table, and your nose is filled with the smell of eggs. And then when you open your eyes, you are lying on your back in the middle of the holdfast, uh, with a massive dwarven destroyer uh, spewing purple fire towering over you. Uh, your hoop is in one hand, your stick is in the other. Balbadon is nowhere to be found. There's nothing else in your head but you. Wow. I feel immense. I feel expansive. Uh, I feel like a giant on my own. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you can give a quick read over this stuff. But basically, we're not going to build your farm and all this stuff, but the land you now protect is the land of the holdfast. So, and you are standing in defense of it, which means you have things that you can do to actually still do okay in this fight. Mark your one stress bucked and you're, and you're doomed. because I'm still doomed? Either. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And now you're just a human with a giant looming over you. Uh, and you get to choose who goes next. Okay. Uh, the Dwarven Destroyer has gone. They're still an automaton, and then your companions are here. I want my protector, Asta, to go next. All right. So, uh, Asta... 
what does it look like to everybody else? Like, like the Galvadon ju- just explodes and doesn't reform? Yeah. Do that- we see Zarmok, like, like land? I don't think that you do. Okay. Uh, if you look around, you'll spot him laying on the sure. ground, but you never saw a fall of any kind. Okay. So from Asta's perspective, it looks like Belbadon exploded and then just left. Yep. And uh, Zarmok's on the ground, big Dwarven Destroyer's in front of him. So she's going to do something a little extreme. Uh, I'm going to use my runic boost stunt okay. to activate. To a cool skateboard trick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. To, that would be pretty extreme. 360? Yeah. To cross off my rune burned box, um, uh, which will allow my rune to function at epic scale uh, for this exchange. Asta strides forward and begins to step into the air, leaving flaming footprints behind her mm-hmm. as her body is once again wreathed in this like flaming uh, form around her um, as she climbs over, reaching out to collect the gold of the walls, like melting it around into her mm-hmm. uh, body as she slams this molten metal into the Dwarven Destroyer trying to push it through every, like, nook and cranny and orifice. Okay. Burning it completely. All right. Wonderful. This is um, not an attack that is directly dealing stress to the destroyer. This Mm -hmm. is going to be an overcome. Sure. uh, Because effectively what you're doing is saturating the the inner workings with molten metal. There is a living being inside this thing someplace. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, if you succeed on this, then your molten metal will have found said living being. Splendid. Um, and uh, this thing is just trying to get out of the way. The D- Dwarven Destroyers are used to being fought head-to-head, punch-for-punch, not used to like having you know, the uh, Viserys Targaryen treatment. Hmm. Uh, so, And they're not good at being quick. However, it got a four. Uh, you do have one step of scale on it with this attack, so you get a plus one on your roll. Awesome. Uh, then I have an eight. Yo! Wow. Um, wow. On, on, the, on the, the, the ladder of fate actions, eight is a category that is known as legendary. Wow. wow. Um, please describe exactly what happens when you take most of the gold from the golden hall of the holdfast hmm. and melt it into a dwarven destroyer. Asta collects it all up, uh, roughly forming it. It is mostly just through, there's no care to what it looks like, to to how anything is left. She's just scooping it together with this intense heat. Um, And as it pours into the Dwarven Destroyer, uh, it comes into contact with its purple flames as it starts to sizzle from the inside. Mm. And it smokes this acrid like purple smoke Mm -hmm. um, as uh, the destroyer begins to melt along with it, uh, creating this massive, uh, like, like dripping plinth of uh, terrible uh, metal and gold Mm -hmm. uh, where the Jarl's faces used to be. As that happens, as the last of the the purple energy is extinguished by the melted gold, the golden energy in the uh, dwarven automaton that was still out in the middle of the courtyard uh, winks out and it shudders to a halt 
and out in the field, as you could hear the dwarven spiders begin to like clamber up the outer walls of the hold fast, you just hear a metallic ringing as they all fall inert and collapse out on what could have been a battlefield if you had had any defenses. Asta hits the ground hard uh, and appears to be unconscious. Does that mean there are no more enemies left? The conflict is over. The scene proceeds as the fiction dictates. Well, there you have it. We've defeated Balbadon. Community menace. What? Intern. What just... Oh, my God. You were just attacked by Balbadon, one of the... Our, our uh, dear, dear uh, uh, stronghold, Holdfast, the Holdfast's uh, greatest enemy. Uh, you, you must be terrified. Asta, is Asta okay? <sighs> Asta. Yeah, I'm sure Asta's fine. Does Asta look like she's like super fucked up? Or Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you don't usually see, usually after using her powers, Asta looks totally fine. Right now, as you come up to her, you see the rune that's burned into her chest. It's like an inch burned deeper. Ooh. Yeah. Nasty. Uh, and if you get a glance at her at her back, the same shape of the rune, it's kind of, it's a, it's a, a diamond, mm-hmm. but fully of a, a perfect square. Her tunic uh, on the back has, has that symbol... Uh, charred in it. Like the heat went through her body and scorched her back. I didn't... I didn't get to say goodbye. I should have said goodbye. Uh, that's what Zarmak says to himself and there's no reply. And he oh. realizes that he's finally alone. Mm-hmm. And with Asta down on the ground, like, maybe dead or she, something? She's breathing. She's breathing, okay. Yeah, but it's hard to tell at first. Like, because if you, the, the, the wound on her chest is like gnarly. I mean, imagine something burned an inch deep on someone's chest. It's a lot. So I would, I. Zarmak thinks that she's dead. Like, I've lost Balbadon. I've lost Asta. And I look over at uh, Sigrid and is Jormald there? Or Jormald's like off no, making stuff? Is the I, turtle? I'll be here in a second. Okay. Yeah, we, uh. We did it. We beat the Balbadons. We we did it. Yes, we did. And I look forward to a new era of peace and understanding, hopefully between us and the dwarves. A great roaring happens from outside the walls of the Holdfast. As you can see, a bunch of clouds of dust are kicked up as the sun begins to rise on what what this this nighttime scene. Uh, whatever what's left of a door bursts open, and you see something enormous. I've used my masterwork to not only make my creation, but also scale it up twice. Uh-huh. So what you see is something you've ne- uh, almost like an automaton with four legs. Four huge rubber wheels on top of a cage that's bouncing with coils curling up and on top a carriage. Yes, it is a monster truck and it has a big skull painted on the side of it. (laughs) Brother! What what the hell is going on here? Oh, I was afraid all the enemies would be defeated, but it seems there's one left. And Jormald starts driving towards the jarl to run it over. 
Oh, run man. it over? Um, yes, um, run him over. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> you are the greatest evil this whole vest has ever seen, brother. My brother's clearly got insane. Teens, get rid of him. Uh, so you can uh, use the invokes that are on the boner killer teens to... I also have four fade uh-huh. points. Yep. <laughs> Oh yeah. my god. Um, so what approach are you using with this? It sounds uh with for- my intellect. <laughs> Su- super How? super Crazy. smart driving. Super smart effective monster truck driving. <laughs> Good. All right, so that is plus 4. Okay. So you have a 5. Oh, this is just one then. Oh, yeah. So plus three. One plus three is four. Okay. Right. Uh, so what approach are you using to defend your sibling driving a uh, Midgardian monster truck at you? Uh, so the way you drive a monster truck is that you uh, build up a lot of speed, but you also have to require you have to ha- have to factor in the physics of the actual bouncing to make sure you don't flip over. So we hit. Uh, <laughs> we we. Jorald punches it, but also f- tries and find a ramp to bounce the back legs off of. So it drives up a side, bounces up, weeble wobbles its way towards the jarl onto the face, and then um, uh, there must be like some tables that act as a ramp for it to just shoot up and jump onto the thrown wherever the jarl is actually sitting. Uh, I, for those who are listening along, I wish to let you know that Liz Anderson just found a way to describe driving a monster truck using the approach of intellect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my physics. Um, so I, I think my strategy is to uh, sort of run in, and kind of like a cowardly rich person sort of run mm-hmm. uh, and command my teens to attack. Okay. Uh, so... I'm going to argue for Guile. I am fine with gonna that. say, yeah. I've, I've fooled what the me. hell is going on? Uh, Go, Sektar! <laughs> uh, so she's got a four. That's your current target. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Well, I'll roll first and then decide on invoking aspects. I get a plus one overall to my Guile, which is three, and I will invoke uh, the aspect of my, t- my teen boner killers. Um, to get Nasty. two more to that, uh, uh, making you, it a six. You want to just use both of them? Oh, oh you, yeah, you that's right, that's right. You, I you don't have need two to free use any of them. Sitting out here, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll use both of those. Okay, so you're up to an eight. So he's got you by. Uh, well, no, I, let's back that off. I, I just want to be six. <laughs> okay, six. <laughs> Uh, so he's got you by here, brother. I don't want any explodes. legends written about the time the mayor commanded some teens to. Um, can can uh, can Zarmak try to with uh, his newfound haggling farmer skills? Can I try to like stop this the way like Ash got in the way of Mewtwo and Pikachu? Okay, so um, in the Pokemon movie. My my first answer is yes. The continuation of that is in a moment. Okay, uh, because. We can get into a bidding war with fate points if you want to, yeah. or you can just let this sit and have missed your first attack. To I'll allow... miss the first attack. Okay, yeah. So basically, I would assume that uh, Jormal does not wish to run over the teen boner killers. No, not at all. Those are good children. So they basically just get in the way and cause you to have to drive around, and your cowardly brother ducks under a wheel. On your left! 
left. <laughs> On your left. Yes, face the power of my boner. Killers. Stop it! You know what that means! You keep on saying it on purpose! Uh, and after the first attack has missed and the monster truck is revving up for another pass, you can now uh, attempt to to haggle. Zarmak gets up on a, a, a bit of rubble and is elevated a little bit. It's, it's funny, he now has to find different ways to be tall instead of... Mm-hmm. Just letting his bones expand and ossify, and I like saying ossify. I'm reading Gideon the Ninth right now. It's a cool Ooh. book about necromancers. Yeah, that's a good SAT word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he stands up on it. And he's like, "Stop! Stop! I'm, I, I was Balbadon. I was Balbadon. Balbadon. Balbadon lived in me, and he's gone now. But he was a a dumbass giant, and he loved to eat eggs." And he, he loved carnage, but he wouldn't attack his siblings like this. And the enemies are, we've, we've killed the dwarves. We've killed the dwarf bad guy. And we can stop. We don't have to fight each other. I was Balbadon. Okay, uh, go ahead and make your roll. Uh, uh, cool, I'm going to fail this somehow. <laughs> well, you get a plus two on it, plus uh, that sounded pretty forceful. Yeah. So you're rolling at a total of plus five. Okay, cool. I've been rolling horribly. Uh I, I got a three. Okay. You're the one that needs to, to stop the driving, right? Yeah. So uh, do you wish to resist this or are you swayed by his argument? Because you can just let him succeed. Go for it. I don't think I, I think I want to kill my brother. Okay. Run him I, over too. I think too. I want to do it. Okay, then what approach are you resisting this argument with? Flare. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, so your target's three. That is one. Yeah, that. That's three. Okay, so that is a tie. You yeah. can succeed at a minor cost, or you can invoke one of your aspects to take it up to a regular success. I want to succeed at the minor cost that he doesn't die, but he does hurt his wangus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run over your peanut. <laughs> <laughs> With your monster truck, yeah. The dexterity alone. What a nuanced oh. move. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're just resisting the... The urge Means, to kill. Yes, I'm just wanting yeah. want to hurt my brother. Yeah, to um, teach him a lesson. <laughs> okay, so if you if you wish to succeed on that at a minor cost, yeah. just go ahead and mark a stress box real oh, yeah, quick because you're intensely just the hyped G, up. The G forces are just wild. I just got that monster energy. That's right. <laughs> um, so you now have the uh, opportunity to make another pass. You have stated. You don't actually want to kill him. You I don't just actually want... want to kill him. I just want him to feel the pain that I've been internally being caused by his actions. What's your response to that, Sigrid? Uh, my actions don't cause... Emotional pain isn't real. Give me your anger. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to make yes. another pass at him? Okay, go ahead and roll it. Oh, so that w- mixed success did not... No, that that was just you, time. yeah. That, okay, that was just me. Yep. All right, then this I'm going with uh, focus this time. Because you're aiming for the wanger. <laughs> for, I got it, got it. Deep focus. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's three plus Oof. two. You are the true um, boner killer. Well, and you're in a giant scale device because you said you made two. it big. So that's seven. another two. Yeah, that's seven. <laughs> that wanger is demolished. Yes! Um, oh, you, no. You, you can choose to just... Fail the roll, and if you if, if you want to try and roll for it, by all means, what what would you like to try and do? Um, I I would instead like to, I, I would like to fail. Okay. Um, however, 
I want this to make Jormold owe me. Ooh. Okay. Wait, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's great. Um, so, yeah, describe what actually happens. Uh, what happens is that uh, it's just a long break, I mm-hmm. guess, uh, because it's hard to do any actual action. So with the propulsion that of the, the monster truck going, this is just one long screw. And then it hits him like, nut tap, nut tap. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) what the hell? Now you know how I feel internally, brother. Uh, I mean, nothing could possibly hurt as much as it pains me that now I have to keep you as a butler forever, as is our law and custom. Oh, no. No. Yeah, that's right. You struck an elder in the Wangus. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot about the nut tapping I laws. Double, oh, I've forgotten. My great sadness rises evermore. Uh, Zarmak is like, well, I I stopped that from being a murder and self-satisfied steps off and looks at his new hands, his farmer hands, mm-hmm. and says, there's new growth here in this community thanks to my actions. <laughs> that wanger has been demolished. <laughs> but it could have been a life. I think Astra starts to sort of wake up and look around and go, like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> uh, as, you, as you do that, there is um, a sound that travels to all of your, your ears, uh, and uh, old Olaf is up on the, the walls of the hole fast, and he shouts, Oh, shit, there was an explosion! And you all can then see green flame coming from, like, a, just a bright green light that's even overwhelming the dawn you created mm-hmm. uh, that is way out in the distance where the dwarven fortifications were. And, uh, Sigrid, you uh, feel a tap, like, on your calf Boing. behind mm-hmm. you. Boing. And you turn around and there's a small figure uh, in rags uh, and there's a, a symbol that they're bearing. What the, the person that you is your partner, right? Mm-hmm. What, how would they identify themselves in like communications or? Uh, they, they probably have a seal of some kind, like a runic seal on letters. Okay. So there's a, it, it's two of the runes combined. We won't worry about which ones they are unless you would like to pick. Nah, was- um, and this, this, this rag uh, covered figure uh, reaches out sort of a gray and gnarled hand and it, it's bearing the seal and it's very ornate, more ornate than you've seen in other communications. And a voice just goes, we need to talk. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on my desk. I'm sure we'll get to it. <laughs> I'm sorry. My wangus was just demolished. <laughs> so, uh, uh, that was my attempt at an out. For the, for the session, so. <laughs> I like that. We got the, the wangus, uh, tag right welcome. at the end. Uh, so we set yeah. us up for a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so that, that's iron at accelerated. Um, <laughs> A, yes. So, I like, the, his the la- partner has been kidnapped by the dwarves? Uh, is, that it, is a dwarf. Is a dwarf, probably. Oh, yeah. a dwarf. So, you were yeah. right in your suspicion, or at least in attacking the Wangus. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Not wrong. <laughs> I I, th- I feel like the last shot of this has to be Zarmok walking away from a trash can full of bones. Because mm-hmm. he's Balbadon no more. Yeah, as uh, as the sun is rising on the fields, mm-hmm. which he never really paid too much attention to, right. but... 
now uh, feels a strained kinship. And one day when he's old, he'll remember Balbadon and look back at this time as a confusing time in his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and never eat eggs again. <laughs> yeah, no more eggs. What was the name of the, the cool kid? Uh, uh, Suckstar. Suckstar was the bully, and then there was Schoolby. Schoolby. And then there was uh, Oslo and Olaf was, oh, yeah, was yeah. Oslo, Oslo's buddy. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the yeah. same. They're yeah. interchangeable. Uh, one day, Schoolby is sitting in bed, just taking a nap, and he is woken up by the sound of a great voice in his own head. Oh, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Balbadon has... <laughs> Has found a new. Well, the the threads of destiny shifted. Your uh, your your grandma did some some witchery. My grandma was Balbadon's lover. Yeah, what yeah. a surprise! Mm-hmm. You know, good for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Get thank it. you so much uh, for sharing this with us. Thank and you. <laughs> allowing us to do these Spider Man bits. Well, heroes, that's it for one shot this week. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with uh, a show. Um, at this point, I am recording these like five weeks in advance, so I'm not exactly sure which series is following this one, but I know we'll have plenty for you. In the meantime, be sure to check out one of the other amazing shows on the One Shot Network, like Campaign. Campaign is an actual play podcast exploring long-form role-playing. The current campaign, Skyjacks, takes place in an original setting inspired by the music of the Decemberists, folk tales, and classic adventure fiction. Join Liz Anderson, John Patrick Cohen, Tyler Davis, Johnny O'Mara, and Game Master James D'Amato as they tell a tale of daring sky pirates. Also, it's basically an elaborate retelling of Weekend at Bernie's. Just search for Campaign or James D'Amato on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And while I'm gone, I want to make sure that everyone is calling their representatives about issues that are important to them. Direct calls to their offices is one way representatives evaluate which issues are important to the public and where they should stand on those issues. Taking a few minutes out of your day to advocate for an issue you care about can have a real effect on how your representatives act in Congress. Now, when I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls. There, you can find information about different issues affecting the country, along with contact information for your representatives, and a script to read while you're on the phone to make sure you get your point across clearly. Calling is quick, and it can make a big difference. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. One Shot is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at paracosmpress.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Attack!